John Beck makes his weekly appearance on the program. He was at BYU during a coaching change. We'll ask him how difficult that is as a player. Plus my one-on-one with Mitch Matthews, plus Sweet 16 game day. And where can you find free bacon on campus tomorrow? Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Nation is live, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Friday, December 11th, 2015, Jerem Jordan alongside BYU's next potential strength and conditioning coach, Jason Shepard. I'm just keeping my options open. As you should. Uh, and this... we, don't, we don't know what the future is for Frank Winterick and that staff, but... I'm just saying, I'm, everything's I'm, up for grabs. I'm like. available if they need me. It's all I'm saying. Okay, Has anybody good. ever started the show out no. wearing the blue goggles? No, no they've not. That's... Because I just thought that I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the first. If there was ever gonna be a first, I wanted to do it. Do you see Andy Reid as the head coach through those blue goggles? I don't know, but I can tell you right now, <laughs> trying to read, I'm like having to, you like, I'm having to find the, the mic. find the yeah. space in between to make sure I can read. Oh my goodness! Hey, today's Spencer Linton's birthday. So happy birthday to one Spencer Linton. He turns uh, like 23 or something. Yeah. So happy birthday to him. He has the day off. This is his one day off the rest of the year. Uh, We've been talking about our Twitter bracket for the second best play of the year. We have uh, an announcement to make regarding yesterday's matchup. The nine seed, Micah Hanneman's Nebraska interception, the tippy toes getting those in, defeated 57 to 43, the eight seed, Harvey Longy. Uh, tip drill against UCLA. So it advances to today's matchup. That's a good one. Which is against the one seed Mitchell Jurgens Starman touchdown Hail Mary part two against Boise State. Vote on Twitter for that. We will announce the winner of that on Monday and then the next matchup. Uh, there is a Twitter poll. So if you're on TweetDeck, you got to use your phone or go on, uh, I think, Twitter.com. So what? Starman versus Hanneman versus Nebraska INT. I mean, I understand people. N- People get disappointed when you go with chalk, but you know you go with the number one. It's, it's Jurgens. It's Jurgens. I, I go with versus Starman. Boise. Yeah, I mean it's it's. How can you <laughs> not vote for that? You know Hanneman's INT is fantastic. Yes, but it's but not Starman. Starman. What are you doing? Come on. I think you need to. I think you need to go straight out. You bent the elbows. Sorry, I think right, a form, straight out, straight out. But it's not a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. It's not a there's touch. Tec- there's it's not technique. a touchdown. There's technique. It's this. Our radio listeners are like, what's going on? I don't know. This is Sirius XM 143. I can't. I don't know what's going on. Hey, let's get to today's headlines. The Capital Gazette reports Navy head coach Ken Niamatololo will visit BYU on Monday. More on that article in a moment. Yeah, big uh, big story. Obviously, 13th seeded women's volleyball team plays four seed Nebraska in Lexington, Lexington. Kentucky today for Eastern. You can check that game out on ESPN3. If the Cougars win, they'll play Washington or Ohio State tomorrow at 4 Eastern on ESPNU. Last year, BYU defeated Nebraska in the Elite Eight. So today in the Sweet 16, uh, Tom Homo, Brian Santiago at that game, they were on their way uh, on the same flight with Kyle Winningham, and that's why they met him in the airport yesterday. The men's basketball team plays Colorado on the road tomorrow. The Buffs are 7-1, and one, only lost to number 4 Iowa State, who got a win last night. At 8 Eastern on the Pac-12 Network and BYU Radio. And women's basketball beat Weber State last night 68-51, to 51, despite the refs showing up 30 minutes late. <laughs> you know, 
I mean, at this point, we always joke, well, what if the game was played without refs? I think most people would say they probably would like that, but it actually yeah. is a problem. You do need refs to play a game. Yeah, and BYU but, survived that. Absolutely. So they got the win last night. Tomorrow, BYU will host rival Utah at 4 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. But more importantly, BYU is handing out free bacon as well as $1 Cougar Tails. There's free bacon free at the women's basketball bacon. game tomorrow. That's the best promotion humanly possible. I know that Black Friday, cheap TVs, that's all awesome, right? Free bacon? I might shove somebody for free bacon. <laughs> but not at Walmart on Black Friday. I would not. Do we know how the bacon is going to be handed no, out? No. Because, I, I mean, I'm just wondering, is it like Oprah style where it's like taped under your chair? So like everybody that comes in, <laughs> Greasy check under bacon. your chair, under- free bacon! And you get free bacon, and you get free bacon. By the way, if there was bacon taped underneath my chair, you You'd better believe I would still eat it. In the new Marriott Center? <laughs> yes, maybe. With that in mind, rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The latest on the coaching search. Bill Wagner of the Capital Gazette released an article 16 hours ago chronicling information about Navy head coach Ken Niamatololo's pending visit with BYU. Wagner says Niamatololo will travel to Utah Monday to meet with BYU, according to Ken's agent Evan Beard. He'll spend a day on campus touring facilities and meeting with BYU Athletic Director Tom Homel. Beard also said BYU has not made any type of contract offer. It's a meeting. But Navy Athletic Director Chet Gladchuck confirmed BYU contacted him to ask permission to talk with the 50-year-old Niamatololo. Beard also said the following, I've been contacted this season by numerous schools that had an interest in Kenny. Those that know Kenny Niamatololo, call him Kenny. I'm calling him Kenny. Do it. BYU is the one school that he thinks deserves serious consideration. Niamatololo will be in Provo on Monday, which brings us to today's Twitter question. What do you think of Navy's Ken Niamatololo as the potential BYU head coach? First tweet coming in from Adam the Pianokin says, can't stand the triple option. As long as he leaves that behind, we'll take him. Now, we'll jump into that in just a moment. But this that, is that is not a unique, t- unique take, by the way. <laughs> no, that, a lot of people feel that way. In fact, I think we're going to send out a Twitter poll here about the triple option, if that's a deal breaker or not. Uh, for you. We'll figure that out in a moment, but uh, keep the tweets coming using the hashtag BYUSN. What do you think of Navy's Kenyon Matalolo as the potential BYU head coach? Now, there has only been one other uh, named source in relation to the coaching search. Everyone and their sources, right? Uh, Daryl Bevel, out of the running, according to Pete Carroll, Seahawks coach, and then this. That's it. That's all we actually know for a fact. So this is interesting because Ken will be in Provo on Monday. We don't know exactly about Kalani Sataki. Kyle Winningham was on the show but didn't give us anything. We're not exactly sure, but now we know something about Ken. Yeah, this is, this is the second time, as you mentioned, that somebody was actually willing to go on the record and say, yes, this is happening. And, I mean, and obviously the reason that this whole situation is, is and I know dragging out, it makes it sound like it's been going on it's for months. It's day eight. Yeah, it's it day eight. It took 12 to hire Bronco. But... Kenny Amatololo's focus right now, and based off of comments from the athletic director at Navy, uh, he wants it this way, complete focus on the Army-Navy game. If that game wasn't this week, BYU may have a head coach already. That's a great point. That, that, that's what's holding this whole thing up, and that's why once that game is done on Saturday, 
Kenny Amatololo will be on a plane, will be in Provo on Monday to meet with BYU officials and, and basically just to discuss the process. And it has to be within first two questions, the triple option. That, that has to be addressed. I feel like that would have been addressed already. Why would that not have at least been a conversation piece? Because to, to me, Tom Homel is not going to bring in Kenny and Matalolo if the triple option is the offense BYU is running. Have you heard one BYU fan, one singular fan, say they would be okay with the triple option coming to Pro If you're that fan, use the hashtag BYUSN <laughs> and tell us why you would be okay with that. I don't see BYU being okay with that from Tom Homo to the fans, to the boosters, to the Cougar Club, to the... Host of this show, you know, I I just don't see it. That's the only knock on Niamatololo yeah. in my, in my mind. It, it, he is he is a Polynesian type Bronco Mendenhall in that he has made more out of the situation. He has dealt with unique recruiting circumstances, and he is a qualified candidate for BYU. In fact, I think BYU could do well under Ken Niamatololo. But the triple option is a deal breaker to me. Okay, let me let me try and play devil's advocate on this. Not on the BYU side. I'll bring him into this. But but on the Kenny Amatololo side. Okay. This is a guy that has run and had significant success with the triple option. This is what he is known for. And this is his best and, season and ever. And this is maybe. his best season. Why would he be willing to give that up to come to BYU? The he same has, reason anyone comes to BYU, greater purpose. Okay, and, and I, I completely agree that that plays a major role in this. But he doesn't have any ties in terms of previous coach or as a player to BYU. There are no ties. But he has the tie. He has, he has, well, he has two major ones. You mentioned the yeah, fact the that, tie. He's LDS. that he's LDS and you know he could look at this as something that is an obligation as a member of the church to take a look at this, and if it's offered to take it. The other obvious aspect of this is his son plays for BYU. And another son, I believe, committed to Boise State. Yes, which, who knows, maybe if he comes, that changes. And, and Vaha comes... is, I guess, a walk-on. I thought he was a scholarship player. I Be- think he's a beyond that, I understand that I don't want to minimize those because those are huge factors, right. but why would Kenny, as I like to call him, why would he <laughs> abandon... What has made him a successful coach? It's a good question. I, I think, uh, based on that quote that we read, read from Evan Beard, listen to this again. I've been contacted this season by numerous schools that had an interest in Kenny. Here's the quote. BYU is the one school that he thinks deserves serious consideration. There's, there's more there than, than is in the, those uh, letters and those words, right? That BYU, he, can, let's talk about this. Kenny Matalolo was in Meet the Mormons. He's a poster child of it. I can't tell you the name of the other people in Meet the Mormons. I, don't, I saw it. I don't remember their names. But I remember Kenny Matalolo. Uh, certainly, uh, the church would, would be in favor of Kenny Matalolo. They were in favor of him being a poster child for that movie. They would be in favor of him being the highest paid church employee, which the BYU head coach ends up being. Um, I, I see how that would fit it. But only Ken can answer that question that you asked. Why would he leave Navy now? I don't, I don't know. If he's the guy, by the way, if he's the guy, I expect BYU to announce this Tuesday. There's no question. If, if Tom Homo hears the answers he wants, I, I don't see any scenario in which Ken doesn't leave Monday night with a, without an offer. Yes. I mean, he, he, if, if Tom Homo gets the answers he wants – and feels comfortable enough that this is the guy he wants leading BYU, I, I agree with you 100%. If he gets the answers he wants, meaning 
probably no triple option. And, and in all honesty, and then if the money works out, you know, the other aspect of this that we haven't really even talked about is we're just assuming that Ken is going to take it if he's offered. Right. Navy still has something to say about this. Sure, Navy, absolutely. when it's all said and done, can probably still pay him more than BYU can. On top of the fact that they're giving him his home for free, they're giving him his car for free. So there are a lot of things. If This is the winningest coach in Navy history. They're not going to just let him go without a fight. And you're probably peaking this year. They're 9-2 and two if they beat Army, and they will. They'll be 10-2, and two, and then they play Pitt. They should win that. They should be 11-2. and two. That's probably as good as you can do at Navy because they're playing Notre Dame every year, and they're playing some tough teams. Talent-wise on the field, obviously they can't compete with that, but he's made more out of those guys than maybe they could have normally, right? So he's done a good job. And you brought up money. Money, to me, is not an issue. I think BYU can match uh, and exceed the number that he makes, which is our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. $1.6 million. And no, that is not what Jerem Jordan makes at BYU TV. Close. That, it's close. I'm close to the highest paid church employee. <laughs> that is how much Ken Niamatololo makes at Navy. $1.6 million. And as I mentioned, gets his home taken care of. And also gets his vehicle taken care of. So there, there's some, some things that go beyond just a certain paycheck. Yeah, and BYU can pay him 2+. plus. Uh, I, I firmly believe that. Uh, the conversation continues on Twitter. What do you think of Navy's Ken Niamatololo as the potential BYU head coach? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Let's get to some of those tweets. It's Twitter time. At Wasatch Will, assuming Ken would get pass-friendly for offensive coordinator for Tanner Mangum... Having the triple option as wrinkle in the O could be effective with uh, Bo Hodge and running backs. Sure, wrinkle, uh, trickeration. I'm a, I'm up for anything. Bo Hodge know. is going to run the ball anyway. Yeah, <laughs> and, and we'll see where he, that's what he likes. Yeah, to that's do. what he's. Yeah, that's what he's going to do. At B Teddy eighty nine, love the idea, but my concern is where an option offense would leave Tanner Mangum. Can he adapt or will he leave? Tanner Mangum ain't running the triple option, people. BYU is not going to run. I can't see a scenario where BYU runs the triple option. I just can't see it. At Harper underscore Inc., safe. It's a safe hire because I think you know what you're going to get, and that's stability. Coming up, my one-on-one with Mitch Matthews. But first, John Beck joins us. What is it like for a player during a coaching change, and who does he want as the head coach? This is BYU Sports Nation. Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. We are live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. Conversation continues on Twitter. It's about Kenny Amatololo today. Follow us on uh, at BYU Sports Nation and use the hashtag BYUSN. Don't miss Countdown to kickoff next Saturday. That's December 19th at 2.30 Eastern Time. Is Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, David Nixon, and Brian Logan get you ready for the Las Vegas Bowl. Plus, Spencer Linton will be live from lovely Sam Boyd Stadium as the BYU Cougars take on their rival, Utah. Our Twitter question, what do you think of Navy's Ken Niamatololo as the potential BYU head coach at KSAV07? When I think of Ken Niamatololo as potential BYU head coach, I think you misspelled Kalani Sataki. <laughs> <laughs> we also summoned, hey, if you're a fan of the triple option at BYU, tweet us. We found the one The fan. one guy. We found The him. one guy has tweeted us. It's at bteddy89. I believe we read a tweet from him in the uh, first segment. I'm that fan, Jerem Jordan. I like the option, but it requires the right personnel, which I'm not sure we have. Typically, unless your name's Georgia Tech, 
you're a military academy, you require a different kind of athlete, so you run a unique offense. And that's how it's been, right? It also requires a complete overhaul of the talent that BYU currently has. Yes, and there's good talent. I don't think that you just overhaul that for the triple option at this point. Hey, we'll see. I don't see it, but let's bring in John Beck on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. John, how's it going today? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, so uh, before we jump into Kenny Amatololo and the triple option, whatever, do you want to officially pull your name out of the running for BYU's head coach? You know, I'm going to have to. I just signed up my two oldest boys for uh, spring flag football last night, and I marked the box that says head coach. So I'm taking. <laughs> Wait, so you are going to be a head out. coach? I am. I'm coaching. Just it's with those guys. So yep. And maybe if BYU would have come before I signed them up, you know, maybe. <laughs> no, it's all about timing, so right, taking, John? Yep. So would would you ever in the future be interested in coaching? Is that something you see yourself doing down the road? I mean, I love coaching. I just. Uh, the team stuff is what's a little different for me. I actually, I always believed I was going to get into coaching. When I was done playing, that's the direction I wanted to go. But in all honesty, just with the experiences that I had uh, in the NFL, it just kind of turned me off a little bit to coaching, being part of a team, and kind of the lifestyle that goes along with it. I would love to coach if all that it meant was being a football coach and you got to be at that school or be with that program. But there's a lot of stuff that goes into it, and, you know, people ask me all the time, well, what are those things that kind of have made you want to go a different direction? And I tell them, you know, maybe had I experienced more success in the NFL and been a part of more of the successful things that can take place on teams, my attitude might be different. But my experience kind of showed me more the other side of the coin, the flip side of it, and the things that take place in your life when things don't go well. And you have to make a decision. Are you willing to sacrifice some things that are important in your life on that chance? Because it is a risk. And, uh, you know, to me, there's just I have so much more that uh, is a part of my life, and I just don't really want to risk it. You really make football life, and you have to decide, is that worth that risk? Is it if things don't work out, if things do work out, is that the life I want to have? I do want to coach, and I'm going to continue coaching quarterbacks, and, but it's not going to be in the way that I always thought I would with a part of a team. John Beck is on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, it seems like it's down to the three Ks now. Kalani, Ken, and Kyle. A lot being talked about uh, with Ken Niamatololo after the report from the Capital Gazette. Who's the strongest head coach and or who do you want as the next guy, John? Well, you know, it's tough to say because I think that uh, when you talk about all three of those names, I see a lot of positives with all three of them. I think they all bring different things to the table. Uh, I think the biggest part is just going to be find the guy that we feel fits BYU and is going to maintain a lot of the things that Bronco has set up, a lot of things that he's worked hard to make a part of the program, but then also somebody that's going to bring that edge that makes them unique. And, okay, this is person, what can he do to help the program improve? Because that's what we're looking for, right? As Bronco steps away, we want to say exactly what Bronco said in his, in his exit interview. He said it's time for somebody else to step in and do what they can do to help this place continue to improve. So I think we look for somebody that fits the BYU mold and they can help the place improve. If you believe that Ken Niamatololo is the favorite right now, and it certainly feels that as of today he is, one of the reasons being used for that is that he has head coaching experience, whereas Kalani Sataki does not. He's the coordinator you know, trying to get that first head coaching job. How much do you look at the experience? How important is that and should that be in this hire? It makes a difference, a huge difference. I just... I think back to when I was a player in 04 to 05, the transition from Gary Crow to Bronco. When Bronco became our coach, he'd never been a head coach before. When Robert and I became our coordinator, he had never been a coordinator before, never called plays. 
uh, when Brandon Dolman came in to be our coach. He'd never been a quarterback coach before. And it takes time to learn your role. It takes time to gain experience in that role so that you can do a better job of it. And bringing somebody in that has head coaching experience, you're bringing somebody in that has gained all those years of experience, all those years of decision-making, all those years of managing a program, and that can't be manufactured. That can't be just all of a sudden picked up by a person that has only been a coordinator. So it takes time. I think that's why when you look at Kyle and Ken, the thing that they have that Kalani doesn't is years of head coaching experience, years of running a program. What they have to adjust to now at BYU is the things that they've never dealt with before, honor code, missions. Uh, but the fact that they've been a head coach, it does make a difference. Because the guy that hasn't been a head coach, he has to go through a learning curve. John Beck is on BYU Sports Nation. If Ken Niamatololo comes in and is the head coach, or is a serious candidate, as he is, the question is, is the triple option a, a thing? It, would BYU ever run the triple option? To me, it's a capital Y-E-S, uh, or capital N-O, I, that BYU would not. What's your opinion on the triple option? <laughs> Jim, you, you really screwed me over with that one, dude. When you said Y-E-S. I know. I'm like, I was like, what am I saying? <laughs> I'm like, honor code violation. Jeremy's been smoking something. Well, we found the one person who apparently was okay with it, and it was Jerem Jordan. Yeah, no, it's not me. I'm no. <laughs> Are you no as well? Oh, of course. I just think uh, I think it's a reason that they're talking to Ken is because of who he is as a person, the abilities that he has to run a program, and the fact that he uh, is an LDS guy that we know is going to keep the standards, right? That he's, he's going to set the program up uh, to be aligned with what BYU stands for. And he's had success implementing uh, values at the military academy. If you watched Meet the Mormons, you saw that he's a family guy first. You saw that he tells his assistant coaches, hey, we are not going to work during this day. Like, we're not going to come in and work on Sundays. If you want to come in, you can do it. But that's a day for my family. And that fits right along with what BYU does. So I think that the fact that they're talking to Ken, it's all based on who he is and what he's going to bring to the table managing BYU as the head coach. I think if he does get the head coaching job, the hard part is going to be now he has to make a staff out of people that he cannot bring along with him. And this kind of goes back to when I was a junior at BYU. When Bronco became the head coach, he wasn't bringing a staff of offensive people with him, and neither was Robert and I. He didn't bring people in that had been running the Air Raid Texas Tech offense. Everybody on our offensive staff was learning the offense as I was learning the offense. So the first half of that season, we went through growing pains as a team because it wasn't like we had a staff that was all coming along with thousands of reps and a bunch of games of running this offense. So that could be an issue when you bring Ken in. Does he have to put a staff together on offense that is going to run something that he has not done for the last handful of years? So. That's why I say if they're looking at him, it's all based on the fact that as a head coach, the way he can run the program. You know, you know, John, and this is the interesting part, and Jeremy and I were discussing this in the previous segment. Put yourself in Ken Niamatololo's shoes. You have made a name for yourself. All of your success is because of the triple option. I mean, that's the kind of coach you are. Why would you give that up? to come to BYU. I mean, that's all you have ever done. That's all you know. And that's made a a pretty good living for yourself. Why would you give it up? Yeah, you know what? And that's a great point. I've seen it throughout my entire career. When somebody has something that they've had success with, they want to stay with that. It's the same reason why coaches bring coaches with them when they go places. Why is Bronco Mendenhall bringing the offensive staff with him? It's a defensive guy. Because he's had success with them. And he believes these are the pieces that are going to help me have success somewhere else. In the NFL, you see it all the time, where a certain offense, 
a coach takes his offense to the new team, even though that new team may have different pieces and different athletes, why does he say, well, now you guys have to learn my offense? Instead of having those players say, okay, what can I do to have these players play well? Maybe I can adapt my offense. No, they stick with their offense or defense because that's what's giving them success. And I, that's why I say it would be very hard. I think of the three candidates, although Ken is probably the first one BYU is talking to and a lot of people have him on the top of the board, he is probably weighing the biggest decision of what do I do because if I leave the Naval Academy where I have established success, where I could stay here for a long time, if I leave, what am I going to? Am I also having to abandon the offense that helps me have a lot of success? That's a huge decision on his part. And he may be just checking BYU out to see what kind of options are you giving me? Are you going to allow me to run my offense? So that could be a deal breaker. And that's why, you know, to me, although Ken may be the first guy we're talking to, guys like Kalani and Kyle might have an easier transition coming to BYU and sticking with an offense that they've had a part of their winning tradition for a long time. At Darren Self just tweeted, new hashtag BYUSN hashtag. Hashtag yes, no. (laughs) (laughs) That's an emphatic, uh, what? N-O. So the coaching search has taken over, you know, what's what's trending with BYU Sports Nation the last full week. Uh, Today marks a week since Bronco announced that. Uh, he was going to Virginia. Is it weird we're not talking about playing Utah in the Vegas Bowl very much because of this coaching search? Definitely. I mean, I think this has taken over. Hopefully, uh, this is not what's happening on the team. I read some quotes yesterday by some of the players. It sounds like they're staying very focused, which is a good thing. And I'm sure the Broncos is doing all that he can to make sure his players stay focused. But I can tell as a fan base, I mean, when Utah was the team that we were going to play in the Vegas Bowl, that Sunday during church, all of a sudden, my phone's blowing up with all types of text messages, questions, da da da. Since Bronco has been announced as uh, leaving, and we're trying to find a head coach, no longer am I receiving any text messages about the Vegas Bowl or Utah. Everything that I'm hearing is based off of, well, who's the coach going to be? What's your opinion? Are you going to come back and coach? So I can tell right now, Cougar Nation is caught up in what direction is our program going to go because it's going to mean a lot, uh, especially with the, the schedule that we have next year with the upcoming young players that we have. I'm sure there's a big part of BYU that feels like, hey, we have this, this future at quarterback looks so bright. We have this, this kid that's showing a lot of promise, a lot of talent. Can the coaching staff that we bring in affect Tanner's growth and development, which it absolutely can. You know, is, is the new coach going to come in and run an offense that Tanner's familiar with? You know, one of the best things that's happened for us is we got a quarterback that has a lot of experience running a specific offense through high school, through all of his Elite 11 days, and a lot of that has transferred into what Robert has done. Well, what's this next coach going to do? Is he going to bring in an offense that's completely different? That can happen. Is the verbiage going to be completely different? Because if so, that takes time. So here we have this quarterback that we say, this guy's kind of the face of the franchise right now or the program. We want his development to continue upward. Who you bring in as a head coach and who he brings in as an offensive staff is going to have an impact on that development. John, great stuff as always. We appreciate the time, and uh, thank you for clearing up uh, your name out of the official head coaching search for Bjorn. We'll <laughs> yeah, pass that along to Tom. Okay, yeah, yeah, let Tom know. Thanks, John. <laughs> Hi, guys. We'll see you. It's John back on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Well, Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Cross him off the list. You made it official. Uh, I had crossed him off a while ago, but I'm glad <laughs> we could clear that up for everybody. Our Twitter question, what do you think of Navy's Kenny Amatololo as potential BYU head coach? Keep the tweets coming. Coming up, big deal, no deal, but first, my one-on-one with Mitch Matthews on the coaching change, playing Utah, and elite or not, this is BYU Sports Nation. 
Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation with Jeremy Jordan and Jason Shepard and Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Sports Nation, this very show will be live from Las Vegas next week from the Hard Rock Hotel, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, as well uh, you guys will, uh, will be live from Sam Boyd Stadium on Saturday for the Vegas Bowl as well. Should be fun. Busy week. I think it's going to be in the 50s, so not super warm, but not as cold as Provo, so that's great. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. The Capital Gazette reports Navy head coach Ken Niamatololo will visit BYU on Monday. We discussed the details of that article a little earlier in the show. If you missed it, download the show podcast or rewind on BYUtv.org slash DVR. The 13-seeded women's volleyball team will be playing Nebraska, their fourth seed in this tournament, in Lexington, Kentucky today, 4 o'clock Eastern time. You can check it out on ESPN3. If they win, they'll face either Washington or Ohio State tomorrow on ESPNU at 4 Eastern. And, oh, yeah, the men's basketball season's still going. Uh, they play Colorado, who's 7-1, and one, only losses to number 4 Iowa State. On the road tomorrow, 8 Eastern time on the Pac-12 Network and BYU Radio. Big opportunity for the Cougars to get what could be a top 100 R- RPI road win. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a big game for BYU, no question. And women's basketball beat Weber State last night 68-51. to Tomorrow, BYU hosting Utah for Eastern. You can check out that game on BYU TV as well as BYU Radio. And do not forget, $1 Cougar Tales <laughs> and hashtag... Free bacon. A guy who loves cougar tails is Mitch Matthews. We've seen him on baseball broadcasts sitting in the background with Nick Kurtz sharing a cougar tail. Earlier this week, I sat down with the senior wide receiver who's been a topic of conversation on this show for a long time. We discussed the coaching change playing Utah and, of course, elite. Here's that conversation. You're going to be the coach of Virginia. Uh, unexpected for sure. You know, he was five minutes late to the meeting, which you, everyone's, once he's late ever, which I've never seen him late, you kind of look around, what the heck's going on? What, why? Because <laughs> Manuel sums up, you know, and so some guys were like, oh, we're getting new bowl, uh, bowl game jerseys. And so whispering, like, oh, no, we, uh, whatever. And then he comes in and, you know, he's in tears. And at that moment, before words even came out of his mouth, we knew that something big was about to happen. And um, you kind of look around and, at your buddies and say, just kind of get that little head shake. And, um, it was tough news to hear because you love the guy and you want to fight for him and, and play for him. And, but we're glad that he's staying this last game so that we can play for him and fight for him one last time. Is it weird at all? Because he's worn Virginia stuff, he's gone there, but he's coaching this. And you want to send him off right, but yeah, of that dynamic seems, seems interesting. Yeah. It is a little strange, but at the same time, it has to happen. You know, it, it does. You know, we wish the best for them. And so to hog him, I guess, and, you know, that's his job. And so he needs to take care of business, and he's a professional. He knows what he's doing, and we're glad that he's with us for this bowl game. And that was one of his contingencies. He, he wasn't going to coach anywhere else unless he, he could coach us in the bowl game. And we're glad he's doing that and looking forward to um, winning as a team and winning for him. I can't imagine a non-championship situation um, with higher stakes than this game. Right. Ten wins, that's a stated goal by you guys, which is you know aggressive to s- say publicly, hey, we want ten, and you're right at this. Utah, Broncos last game, you guys don't seem like you need any real extra motivation for this game, right? Yeah, there is a lot of stake for this game. Um, yeah, you know, we obviously want to be in the final four teams in the playoff, but if that doesn't happen, what a better way to go out than, than to play Utah, and there is no better way to, to go out and to play these guys, and they're a great team, and we respect, um, we give all the respect to them for, for what they've done, and um, they've beaten us the last few times we played them, and so um, it makes that this game much more bitter for us, and uh, 
more exciting and a lot of joys to come if we, we, we beat these guys and uh, great team like I said but there's a lot at stake and we're, we're excited to uh, go play them in Vegas. After the last four games where Utah won, did you want one more shot at Utah? When you heard that was, there was a chance, did you want Utah? Everyone did, yeah. Everyone wanted to play Utah and uh, you know for me I've only played in a game against them one time and uh, so for me, it's, it's going to be something semi-new, and it's going to be something uh, very serious as a senior, as a leader on the team, to make sure that we're ready. And there's lots of questions, lots of whisperings around the locker room, you know, who's coming in, who's next. But at the same time, though, um, this game, the fact that it's Utah, um, we are extra focused for them. And it's helped kind of silence the questions. It's helped kind of silence the drama a little bit of who's going to be the next coach because we're playing them, and we just want to beat them. How has practice been with everything that's going on? So we've only had one day of practice, but today it was very enthusiastic. You can just tell it, because it's this team, we are so focused on, on this game, and we cannot wait to play them. And uh, so excited to be able to get this opportunity. You know, they've um, they've gotten the best of us these last couple of years, and so we're so excited for this opportunity to play them. And for us seniors, this class we haven't played them that much, and so we are very excited to to have this game and to go out this way. How many guys uh, have were on the 09 team that played in a Vegas Bowl? Remington Peck? Me and Remington. That's it. Yeah, that's it. So you guys are the, this is how Vegas is. This is Avoid it. this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go and do this. You know, yeah, it's something that um, years past, you know, um, there, uh, there's been a lack of focus uh, on the team. Going to a bowl game is kind of treated more like a vacation. You're on the beach or you're in California and, you know, you're now you're in Vegas. And, but... There, like I said, there's something different about this team in general um, that's been said by you know, many coaches and, and us. There's just something different. The leadership is awesome, and uh, our captains are great. And, um, you know, as a, as a whole, we're more focused. And especially this game, it helps us be more focused. Um, Vegas is an easy place to, to get distracted, but um, there's no better place than to go down there and play and win having stayed focused. We're doing a uh, playoff bracket called the second best play of the football season on, on BYU Sports Nation. Number one, obvious. Uh, what, what's number two in your mind? Ah, shit. And you'll be able to vote on Twitter. Okay, okay. You know, um, uh, Garrett, I mean, excuse me, Mitch Jurgens' catch was just unbelievable. Um, and you the know, Starman celebration. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, the other day, I, in practice, I, I scored. I did the same thing. He was dying. It's just... It's, a, it's his little trademark he, he's had. So, um, unbelievable play. I was, I was able to watch that ball just flutter in the air after Tanner just got drilled. And um, to come down with another one, it was, it was surreal. You know, and um, the week before, we had something crazy like that happen to us for a win. And the next week, it, the same thing happens. It was almost too much emotion. And if this game, I don't even know how to bottle or describe the emotion of this season. It's been unbelievable. Um, Losses have taught us a lot, but the wins have been, have been great. And uh, I would have to say Mitch Jurgen's catch was, it was a great catch in general for any play, but that situation against uh, one of our rivals, in my opinion, um, has to be up there for sure. What's been the coolest thing about catching the Hail Mary? Oh, honestly, the catch was, I mean, shoot, I, I caught it with my body. You know, I, I don't do that very often. I think that's one or two of the only times I've ever caught a ball with my body. I kind of had to in that, in that situation, but it's one of those things where it wasn't necessarily like the catch. I mean, maybe, maybe the focus was there, but the catch was just a body catch. You know, it wasn't anything uh, extraordinary, but the situation made it extraordinary. And um, I've said this before, 
the surroundings with the players, that made it special. You know, I was on the, under the pile, and Nick Kurtz jumps on top of me, Taryn hugging the ref. And as we're under the pile, me and you know, Nick, Nick screaming at me, we're legends, we're legends, we did it, we're legends. And, um, you know, I, as he's saying that, both of us are losing our breath because of the dog pile, we can't breathe. And it's moments like that that I'll never forget, you know. Um, you know, getting uh, awesome interviews uh, from people and asking about how it's impacted our team is special. Um, just seeing a replays is just special and how it kickstarted off our season. It wasn't necessarily that one play, but the, what it did for the, for the program and, um, and, how, and seeing how, I guess, it kind of jump-started our season against a great team well, it was made it special. The clip made the rounds online of you finding out, I think, from Taysom Hill of, oh, this is, he's out for the season. Yeah. You didn't know. Until Taysom told you in that moment? I heard maybe, maybe not. But then once he came back in the game, it was like, oh, he must be fine. But that's just because he's a beast, you know, uh, when he came back in that second time. But when I, you know, I had so much emotion from the catch, and it was just pure joy. And then um, I forgot who it was, put their arm around me and, and said, you know, you need to get in there and see, see your boy, Taysom, um, because it's not looking good. And so I heard as fast as I could uh, in there. And once I saw him and just saw the emotion um, from him in his face, and then after that hug I gave him, um, he, he just told me, he said, it's over for the season. And I didn't know what, what it was like for his career at that point, but in that moment it seemed like um, this was never going to end. You know, this is, this is the most bittersweet moment of my life. Uh, and um, obviously his foot's doing great now, and he's going to do great things um, in football again. Uh, but that moment was bittersweet for sure. Having something so great happen, having, having something so tragic happen to one of your best buddies is, is tough. But um, luckily things are, are great for him now, and I wish him the best. Have you rewatched that clip? I have, yes. I mean, all the retweets, I've seen it, and people bring it back up. Or uh, even now, anything that's sad happens is always related back to that. Like, you know, this is probably the second saddest thing that happened after <laughs> seeing Mitch and Taysom cry as they hugged each other. That's another playoff bracket we're going to do. Yeah, okay. Second saddest moment, yeah. <laughs> The most emotional, yeah, you know, it's I've seen it a bunch of times, and it just reminds me, just um, it, it almost is humbling at the same time. Um, yeah, it's obviously comical that two grown men are crying, but at the same time, it's um, it's humbling to see one of your best buddies go down like that. He was such a great player, and so when you watch it, it just brings back all those emotions and lets you kind of relive that moment again. As a senior, uh, with this season and how well you guys have performed, given everything that's happened, do you feel like you need to cap it off with a win in Vegas? Does that do, yeah. matter? It's huge, especially against this team. You know, with all the questions that are going on with who's the next coach on the team, I mean, slight, um, you know, guys wondering what's the, what's the future going to look like. The pain or the joy of losing or, or beating Utah will last and be a lot stronger than um, any new coach coming in or anything, any change happening. That pain or that joy of beating them or losing to them will will last you until you play them again. And uh, it's a long time sometimes. And uh, for me, it was a couple of years. So um, getting that across to the guys and letting, know, letting them know how important it is to beat these guys is something that will give the best cap to this season. Uh, Ten wins, 100th, 100th win for um, Coach Mendenhall, and beating uh, a great team and our rival, there's no better way. What's this season been like for you since we started the elite conversation in the summer? <laughs> I, I get tweets a few times a week still. You know, I, all the, I mean, maybe more. Uh, you know, if I have a game that's not my best, it's, uh, oh, is, is he or is he not? You know, and then if I have a game, it's, oh, oh yeah, he's elite. So, um, you know, I still get it all the time, thanks to you, of course. <laughs> 
and you guys still seem to light the fire and keep it going, pour some gas on it. But yeah. you know, it's 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 fun. I love it, and you know, I I have to say it's you know. Um, Give me that motivation, you know, am I or am I not? It's put the question in my mind, too, as well. So so I've motivated you? you is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. motivation. So, And obviously, everyone has their own opinion, but, you know, it's 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 really about what next-level guys think, my teammates think, and my coaches think. And So you don't care what I think is what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, and that's still only really fun. Of course, I, yeah. you know, of course, but at the same time, though, uh, <laughs> levels of – how elite you are can you can change your fans. You know, sure. they want 300-yard games. That's kind of tough, you know. Yeah, they'll take but, Utah State every game, though. Yeah, they, I'll tell you that. If it's if now I don't have 160 yards in this game, I guess I, I've gotten worse since last game. So I don't know how to handle it, but. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been a fun conversation, and uh, I'm glad you've been bringing it up. So <laughs> okay, well, good luck against Utah. Thank you. Appreciate that. The senior Mitch Matthews. I, I appreciate him, uh, you know, being always candid. I always like talking to him because you can ask him anything and he'll answer it. Um, and yeah, he doesn't care what I think. My favorite part of the whole interview is, we're legends. We did it. We're legends. We did it. It's like, well, I did it, Nick. But yes, we can eat dollar cougar tails together again at baseball games. I wish there was something that happened in my life where I could say, we're, we're legends. legends. Yeah. Playing Zelda or something. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't compare. It's not the same. Coming up, big deal, no deal. We discuss free bacon, no coach yet, Star Wars. This is BYU Sports Nation's We're Legends! <laughs> BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard live in Studio B. Remember, we're live noon Eastern. There's a rebroadcast 6 Eastern time every weekday on BYU TV. Women's basketball returns to the Marriott Center tomorrow, a place they haven't been in a while. They'll be hosting the University of Utah at 4 Eastern time. You can check out the game on BYU TV and BYU Radio. And as if the game wasn't enough, $1 Cougar Tails and free bacon. I wasn't planning on necessarily going to this game. I'm working it, and um, I will be eating a lot of bacon. Yeah. I may show up, get some bacon, <laughs> and then go home. I don't even know. I, I don't even know. I'm just going to get into this game and get some bacon. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. Yeah. Our Twitter question, what do you think of Navy's Ken Niamatololo as a potential BYU head coach at Barrett underscore LK? It would be hilarious to watch Tanner run the option, but probably not effective. If he can change schemes, I approve. That, that's the consensus. Kenner Mangum ain't running the triple option, people. Give Everybody love Kenny Amatololo. Hate the triple option. Yeah. Except for you and the one guy on Twitter. No! I, <laughs> N-O! Not Y-E-S. Okay, so uh, every week we like to play a game we called Big Deal, No Deal. Let's do it. Big Deal. No Deal. We discuss a thing, and then we declare Big Deal or No Deal. Number one. Big deal, no deal. No BYU head coach has been announced yet. You go first. Yes, it's a big deal. There's a lot going on right now in terms of recruiting and things up in the air. But beyond that, I'm just really, really anxious for them to name somebody. So that's why it's a big deal. No deal. It's only been oh, one stop. week. Come on. One week? One week. No deal. Next. Big deal, no deal. We aren't talking about playing Utah in the Vegas Bowl. I say it's not. It's no deal. Hmm? Because I would rather talk about the coaching search. It's true. The, I mean, honestly, it's it's like, you know, pecking order is coaching search and then down like a very distant second. Family. Sure. Church and football. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I meant to put in there before I went immediately to BYU Utah. <laughs> I say big deal uh, because BYU's never played Utah in a bowl game. Why aren't we talking about this? But you're right. The coaching search is so intriguing that we don't even have time uh, or the priority to do it. Number three. Big deal, no deal. Men's volleyball is a preseason number one team in the country. 
I will say it's a big deal. And I know people talk about it, it doesn't really mean anything in the preseason, but it, I, I would rather get the number one ranking at any point. I mean, anything you can do to help build off of it, I mean, it's, I think it's a big deal. BYU is home of the off-season championships. <laughs> this is an off-season championship for the men's volleyball team. They'll never receive a trophy, but they will in here. They're number one. I think that they deserve it, and it's going to be a fun season. We open up January 8th on BYU TV against Loyola, who's won back-to-back national championships. Their national player of the year went pro. As, after his junior, he won't be there. It's going to be an awesome season. Check it out. And Ben Patch is back, baby. Ben Patch is back. Number four. Big deal, no deal. Free bacon tomorrow. Big deal. <laughs> How is this not a big deal, Jason? Yes. Inception sound. It may be the biggest deal of the season uh, ever. The only thing bigger is the coaching search. Let's be honest. I'm not sure that free bacon <laughs> doesn't trump that. Do you think that Ken's coming here and saying there better be some free bacon when I get here? What if Excuse free me, Kenny, bacon when Kenny comes? When Kenny. Kenny, because yeah, yeah, his yeah, close friends Kenny. call him yeah, Kenny. Exactly. Um, do you think they have like a hospitality room for Kenny and Matalola on Monday and there's just like all the leftover free bacon? There's cougar tails and, and bacon. You're going to get this in Annapolis, buddy? Kenny? I don't know. Number five. <laughs> Big dill, no dill. Star Wars <laughs> opens up in a week. Yeah, it's a big deal. Why is this even a question? There's, a, always, there's always a Bryce Harper clown question, bro, in Big Deal, No Deal. And it, this is the It's question. a big deal because we're finally going to be able to get rid of the bad taste in our mouth of the prequels. I don't even want Thank you, Chewy. Chew, Can back, somebody back, get back, this back, walking back. carpet out of my way? <laughs> it's a huge deal. Yes, it's the biggest deal, other than the coaching search and, and free, free bacon. bacon. It's number three. And family and religion. I, and family, uh, I, I, had, um, I had tickets in Provo to see it. Now I've got to figure it out in Vegas. That's Here's the only effect on this. Great point. What are you doing with those tickets? I need recommendations on an IMAX 2D in Vegas. Tweet at me. Don't ignore me. What are you doing with the tickets that you had for I've here? I've already sold them. Dang it. Yeah. At face value, two friends. I didn't like Stop make it. coin off of it. You made money. It. No, I didn't. I really I may have lost money. I don't even remember how much they were. Hey, coming up, the latest and greatest from Cougar Sports in the Whip Around. This is BYU Sports Nation on BYU TV and BYU Radio. I can't wait for the bacon. Free bacon. I might walk over now. Just, just to, to get see, in line. Just to see, yeah, just to get Will in line. Will you camp out in the tent for free bacon? <laughs> I would. I would do that. Yes. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. The Capital Gazette reporting Navy head coach Ken Niamatololo will visit BYU on Monday. He will coach the midshipmen Saturday against their rival Army. Also, also linebacker Riley Nautavai returned home from his mission Wednesday and worked out with uh, Jordan Pendleton yesterday. He will join the Cougars coming up in just a couple of weeks. Volleyball. First day off my mission, I watched like X-Men 2. I didn't go work out with anybody. Men's basketball, oh, excuse me, volleyball, 13-seed women's volleyball plays in the Sweet 16 tonight against 4-seed Nebraska in Lexington, Kentucky. I can't speak English. 4 Eastern on ESPN 3. If the Cougars win, they'll play Washington or the Ohio State tomorrow. 4 Eastern on ESPN. Men's basketball. The men's basketball team plays 7-1 Colorado on the road tomorrow. That game will get underway at 8 o'clock Eastern time on the Pac-12 network as well as BYU Radio. Women's basketball. They're playing a guy on a buffalo. Women's basketball beats Weber State last night, 68-51, despite the ref showing up 30 minutes late. And the first uh, time ever they were applauded. Tomorrow, BYU hosts Utah, 4 Eastern on BYU TV, BYU Radio. As mentioned, free bacon and dollar cougar tails. Jimmer! 
Thank you for giving me the Jimmer story, by the way. Jimmer Fredette embraced the karma after coming on the show yesterday, scored 19 points, and had four assists as the Westchester Knicks unfortunately fell to Grand Rapids, 106-100. to Cougars in the NFL. No one breaks down the D-League like BYU Sports Nation. Alani Fua had a tackle in the Cardinals' playoff clinching win last night, 23-20 against the Vikings. Ziggy Ansah is questionable for the Lions with a hamstring injury at St. Louis Sunday. Daniel Sorensen and the Chiefs host the Chargers. And Wanyunga's Giants play at Miami. Volleyball. BYU lost in four sets last night in an exhibition against SportsCon X, made up of former All-Americans as well as current professionals. Today's Rise and Shouts brought to you by Dexter and Dexter, helping you need it most, DexterLaw.com. For the first time recorded history, referees were applauded at the D-Event Center at Weber State when they showed up for the game. Everyone was waiting. They showed up. They applauded. They played the game. BYU won by 17. Do we know what the story was there? I don't know. I, they were WCC officials. That's all I know. Yeah, they were. They were. They had heard the free bacon was somewhere, so they were at the, they, out checking they that. They had out. gone to the wrong arena for the free bacon. The Twitter <laughs> question today: What do you think of Ken Niamatololo as the potential BYU head coach? Let's get to some tweets. Tweet tweet. Or at tweet at tt underscore red raider. Triple option would be a nice change from running up the middle on third down when it didn't work on second down. I sent some snark. In that there tweet. is some sarcasm and in that it. tweet. And I love it. Today's elite tweet of the day. Ah! <laughs> I was gonna say, where's the real where's the real I kinda hawk? liked I kinda liked the first ah! one. That was me. Ah! Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, at Ryben3, at Kylo Ren. Just kidding. Random question. How do you think Niamatololo's son Va'a is doing preparing for the ball? Dad's coming on Monday. Hashtag clean your room. There is no question he has become a much more popular person. Everybody wanted to talk to him about his pops. It's going to be an eventful weekend. Uh, I think a lot of BYU fans are going to watch Army-Navy now. I think that the viewership in the state of Utah will increase significantly. want to thank our guests today, John Beck, Mitch Matthews, and everybody on the crew. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Don't forget to use the hashtag BYUSN. Shows on demand on BYUSN.com, audio podcasts on iTunes, and the TuneIn app. For Jason, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Sean Nua, BYU Sports Nation, back at it tomorrow, noon Eastern. If you're aching for some bacon, go get it.